Hello and welcome to the debrief for the 16th of January 2021 after Ross County 4, Aberdeen 1. Martin, just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we've, I lost to where to start with that. You go behind after, what, 35 seconds. The three doesn't seem to be working. We've got wingers as defense, like as full backs or defensive full backs. You no, know, it's just it's just not happening. You no, know, the, the players today didn't seem to understand what they were doing. And this is guys who've played. You know, some of those guys have played hundreds of games for us. A good performer, and someone like Tommy Hoban, just absolutely lost. You know, for the second goal in particular. You no, know, I mean the first one, he falls over the ball. You know, just that's a that's you no. Know, that's a, that's a, it starts a day off perfectly. Second goal. Johnny Hayes is nowhere meant to be tracking back. And as a guy, you know, in how much space at the, at the back post, no cohesion, no sort of, no sort of football knowledge on how to, how to play the formation that we're meant to be doing. These are guys, you know, there was no new players. There's nobody new starting that game that doesn't understand what the manager is asking them to do. So something, something is is seriously wrong. The system, and we've spoken a lot about this this season, obviously, the system that we, to some degree, we chanced upon it. We matched up, I think, against Hibbs, who were playing something similar. Certainly uh, went three at the back and it worked really well at Easter Road and it seemed to fit the resources we had available at the time. It definitely doesn't fit the resources we have available now and I think that's one of the key things about being a football manager is about understanding the resources you have and marshalling those to the best of your ability. And in fairness, Derek McInnes has usually been pretty good at doing that but this dogged adherence to this one system, it's costing us. now. But the thing is today, obviously, I think we did go to a more traditional back four. Did we look more solid? Well, the thing is we were already... 2-0 down by that point and uh, we were throughout the first half actually creating chances but the thing is and I do have a couple of notes written down Martin but you'll excuse me if some of those have uh, gone by the wayside after the ending to that game Uh, but one of the key points is if Sam Cosgrove isn't on it there's nobody in that team that you'd actually trust to put the ball in the net right now apart from Lewis Ferguson if we get a penalty kick there's just nobody that you trust to score I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, Cosgrove today. How many, how many times did he get a ball played to him? Just and his first touch was just, his first touch was like a tackle. Well, it's back to the Cosgrove we saw. It's back to the Cosgrove we saw when he first signed, basically. Except yeah. that you know when he when he first signed, he was busting a gut to do the sort of hard yards, the the hard work that. Uh, that that somebody leading the line is expected to do, and his hold up play got better, and he's bringing other guys into the play. So when he first came into the team, he wasn't scoring, but he was busting a gut to do that stuff. And we're not, and not really seeing too much evidence of that now, when he's back to a point where the goals are not flowing as they had been. Curtis Main, I, I don't trust to score. Matty Kennedy had a great opportunity. I don't trust him to score. Put that point on the feed. Someone comes back and said, "Oh, but he scored last week." But that's like those idiots that say that you know climate change isn't happening simply because it snowed last week. You know he, you know he scored. He scored one goal this season. Wow! I know he's been playing as predominantly a wing back this season, but he is an attack minded player, and you do not trust him when he gets an opportunity to score that he should be putting away. And it's bad enough having one or two guys like that in your attack, but you have an attack almost entirely consisting of it when Sam Cosgrove isn't on it. So for all that in the first half we probably did create as many chances as we have done for about four or five weeks, you didn't felt feel entirely sure that we were going to score. And just any type team right now with a cutting edge, 
is going to have a great chance against us because you know we might score once. We're, at a push, we'll score twice if we get a, if we get a favourable set piece, if we get a penalty kick or something like that. But that's kind of the extent right now. And today, obviously, it really, really gets away from us at the end. But you can't start like we did today. A professional team shouldn't be conceding goals within 60 seconds. And I think the worst thing was not just conceding that goal, but the response to that as well. Because normally, in that situation, you would expect a team to knuckle down, to to be patient, to try and get a hold of the ball. It wasn't. It was. It was almost like, mentally... They were a bit shot and they were so open, wide open, and County scored again. They could quite easily have conceivably have had a penalty kick before we started to exert some decent pressure. But as I say, pressure is meaningless if you don't have anybody there that you actually believe and trust will score. No, yeah. I mean, they go down, they go down, 1 0 down so early, and you're right, it just looked like. You know, the team were shell shocked, but then there was no reaction to going 1 0 one down. It was just more like, oh well, no, we'll we'll find our way into the game, but they were still, like you said, they were so open, so open, and you know, when the when the second goal came, it wasn't really a surprise because County were knocking it about. They were no without really threatening too much. They were knocking it about comfortable as you like, and then they can afford to just kind of try and keep the ball, just take their time with everything. Because they probably they probably have the same feeling that, that you've just mentioned there, where they don't think Aberdeen are good enough to cons- to score two goals unless they get a set piece or a penalty or something like that. So I think they f- they felt that two would have been enough, and then they just have to kind of not shut up shop, no, just try and kind of just be a bit more cautious. The game gets away from us at the end, yeah, okay, four goals, but it wasn't like we were steaming forward with like suicidal attacks at the end. It's the manner that those last two goals happened, and it was nearly another one because Shaw put one just past the post as well from no. It was yeah. Mackay, sorry, wasn't it, from distance. Again, just that cutting edge that we completely lacked all day. The third goal tells a huge story. I mean, the defending for that, McCrory just loses the flight of the ball on the set piece. But then the second ball, nobody in red is remotely alert for that coming back across to the face of the box. And, OK, it miss hits and dribbles in the corner. There's not a great deal you can do about that. But there's an awful lot you can do about the first two passages of play leading up to that. Yeah, the way in which we fell apart is obviously a concern, but in some respects that might be the catalyst for change because it's weird that football can turn so quickly because, you know, I was very much... We had um, Chris from the Red Final one a couple of weeks ago and we, we talked about the likelihood of the board actually changing managers and we, none of us really thought that that was a realistic possibility if we were still in and about third place and still looking likely to finish third place, which would be far from insurmountable even after this afternoon. However, the magnitude of that and the number of supporters he will have, the manager will have lost as a result this afternoon, his determination to stick to a system and to stick to players who just aren't functioning is possible to cost him the fury online is very easy to to ignore i think for any football club for any for any owner for any chairman and it's particularly easy to ignore the the sort of people that put their hand up in their mentions and directly mention him or reply to the club tweet that it can have very real consequences you know if and when we're allowed back to the football next season next season i think will be a hard enough sell anyway partly because people are out of the habit now of going to the football and it doesn't take long to break that habit 
and to to get out of that habit. Now, if you add that to a general dissatisfaction with how the football is, that's a dangerous combination for a club that's going to need season ticket sales next year. And ultimately, that's what did for Jimmy Calderwood a few years ago. Yeah, but that's what that, that was that last part, the Calderwood part was the point I was going to make. As a feeling of the dying days of Jimmy Calderwood, this more and more people are suddenly turning. I mean, looking at some of the replies on on social media today, not just on Twitter, on like Facebook as well. And Facebook tends to be more positive, I think. Um, looking at the, the sort of replies, I think you get the more kind of, no, I don't like using the term, but no, the term happy clappers, where people will always support the club. They tend to be more on Facebook. And the replies that, that, that's coming today are just, no, statements beginning with, I'm not usually one for this whole McInnes out chat. But it just seems to be there. This is this is turned now. I think this is the third time this season where we haven't beaten the bottom side in the league, which is something that Derek McInnes was always usually quite good at. That's something that is you know, adding to this, the dissatisfaction this season. It just seems to be, like you say, there's a, mal- a bit of a malaise coming now, and I don't know how often no Rob Wicks or Dave Cormack or whoever checks them checks their mentions on Twitter. Probably not a lot when results are going bad, and I probably wouldn't blame them. It would take a lot for them to have to make a decision on the manager before the end of the season. Uh, but there seems there does seem to be a groundswell that they th- I don't think they can ignore now. But the thing is, if it finished 2-1, a lot of people would have been pissed off, but I, I can't think that there would have been any possibility of any reaction from the club. A result like today suggested that it is possible that that might happen. But it is, as you rightly point out, still going to be a big decision because there is still a year on the manager's contract, on Tommy Doherty's contract, we know that those contracts are fairly sizable, not the size that many people on social media would have you believe, but sizable nonetheless. You know, there's been a lot invested in Derek McInnes in allowing him to shape this team and put this team together. And at the moment, it's not producing the sort of results that you would expect. Because again, yeah, you lose the teams who are operating on a tiny fraction of your budget, like we did this afternoon. And like we, I won't say keep doing, because, you know, we haven't actually lost that often this season. It is important to keep a degree of perspective. You know, that is the first defeat to a side other than the Rangers in the league since uh, since the Motherwell game on what was the sixth game of the season. However, it's the manner of it, isn't it? And it's the, the way this year has started. You know, the draw against Dundee United was, was pretty terrible. The game last week was an absolute non-event after the red card. And then today, and I think just that added to, let's be clear, people are frustrated generally because of the whole situation with the uh, virus, with the lockdown. They might be worried and and scared about the job situation. They might have 101 other concerns right now. So I think there's there's a tendency to be frustrated and to be angry. And I think when we can't get that release to being in the ground and shouting and yelling... You know, I think that gets multiplied and intensified. It's incredible how quickly football can change because I didn't think there was a hope that that would even be on the table. But a defeat like today feels kind of seismic. It feels like the end of an era to me. This this did feel a little, little bit different. And it, it's about that tipping point. We've spoken about this before, how once you turn at, to the point where you believe that the manager should lose his job... It's very, very rare that people move back into that other category, isn't it? 
once once you've made a decision and something like that, once you've got, you know, you don't you don't win people back over because I can't sit in the pub and talk to people. You know, I'm you're relying on the echo chamber. A lot of people are relying on the echo chamber of social media, as well as having an end of an era feel. This this also feels very much like last year, January last year, post winter break, we came back and we could not score. We couldn't yeah. score for love nor money. We we went four games without scoring. And that was after scraping past Dumbarton in the cup. It, it, it just has that feel about a team who who mentally look absolutely spent, shorn of ideas. And I think the injuries to to go back and focus on the actual game and the practical practicalities of the game because we can talk ourselves blue in the face about whether or not the manager should be fired. But ultimately, that decision rests with one person, one person alone. And that right now, the levers that you might normally operate when the fans are in the ground, etc., they don't apply. You know, it becomes much more of a hard, cold financial decision. Hence why I wonder whether he will definitely at least get to the end of the year. The season, rather. Look, I've I've said before, no, no, whether my opinion is from stay or go, and I've said what I've said before that I think, no, it's time. But I've also said, and I know we agreed, like you said, you mentioned we had when we had Chris on from the Red Final a few weeks ago. You know, it's it's just it's just not going to happen. Um, no, it doesn't matter how many people turn. The purse has to be has having to be tightened at the moment, and so I don't think there's any chance of him going going before the end of the season. Um, I'll, I'll repeat, I, re- I repeated that what I said when we said it a few weeks ago. Just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's who's got to make that decision. It's like it just I just can't see it happening. Um, the club have got to be clever. People will be unhappy. So it's no, it isn't like you say, it isn't insurmountable. That we will get back, we'll get back up to third. I'm fairly confident we will. The finishing third is is the target where we sh- you know, where we should be. It's the bare minimum, um, and that that's what needs that's what needs to be achieved. Yeah, and are we now in a position where, you know, just achieving, just hitting expectations isn't enough over the course of a season? That is obviously it's no it's no one line with no one's expectations that we lose four one to Ross County. We find ourselves in a season where the team playing at Ibrox are on this like incredible run. Uh, they look. Almost unstoppable, um, you know the team. You know Celtic are a shambles. Um, I know we've 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 seen various members of the squad come out and say that you no, know, we should be looking at second. We should be aiming for second. And it, th- that sort of frustration, I think, doesn't th- that kind of fr- comments add to the frustration because people are people are seeing you no know, them coming out in the paper papers and the media and the club channels saying all that kind of stuff, and then you know they stumble. And then we we fall on our face. We don't. It's not today. Wasn't a stumble. Today was a flat on our face. So we've fallen. We've managed to fall further behind Celtic despite the mess that they're in. So I think that I do think that adds to it a little bit as well. Really? What would you What would you like the player to say in that situation? No, no, we can't challenge Celtic. We'll just hope for fourth. No, look, I'm, I'm I, I don't. I'm not saying I've got. A, I'm not. I don't like it. I've got a problem with it. I'm just saying I think it adds. I think it adds to frustration. It definitely does add to the frustration because you see, you no, know, we've been we've done it for years, particularly when we were really, really shite. I know you would see them come out and say, "Oh, we're sorry, we'll make it up to you." This sort of stuff on the back of the evening paper and all that kind of crap. And today, I mean, understand like the Johnny Hayes comments today about we should be aiming for second. Well, of course we should be aiming for second. We should always be aiming for second. We should always be aiming for first. You know, coming out with comments like that, and then you have to back it up. And that's the problem. That's the problem. You you, you know you come and say we're going to be you no. Know, we should be aiming for Celtic. We should be aiming for second, and then a performance like that today, it's like a pie to the face. All right, um, we will wrap it up there. Um, a salute to those of you who have um, listened to this one. You obviously like wallowing in misery. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if the paint is quite stripped from the walls. We're a little bit 
bewildered by what we've seen, I suppose. But yeah, it's got to be tempered with that um, realism that uh, as much as we moan and bitch on here or on social media or the decision is one person's and one person's alone and I think he's going to be influenced by by cold, hard economic facts. I don't think the, the majority are going to get what they're after tonight is, um, is, I suppose, what I reckon. You? Uh, no, yeah, I'm, I would agree with that, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll meet back here on Wednesday night and have another Howl at the Moon, I suppose. Um, but that was the uh, debrief for the 16th of January 2021. And um, come on, you Reds.